This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Welcome to Consignment Heroes. We are live in Liberty Village. If you have an item you'd like a free assessment on, our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. In studio, two guys who found fame and fortune dealing in other people's stuff, finding value in places and things that others would overlook. Paul Kenny and his son, Bogart Kenny. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Busy week? We had a strange week this week. A good week. Uh-huh. Made a lot of people happy, and I'm still wondering about some stuff, okay? All right. Well, you sound like you're lost. What's going I mean, on? What do you mean? You're always looking lost. Up though. is down. This was a crazy week. No, no. No, the week starts. A lot of people can't get in. They can't. They try and phone in. Yes. And they say the lines are always busy, or, uh, and they call in later into our store, or they bring the stuff in, but they have to make appointments now. And I, I mean, I'm usually there, but if I'm not there, I just don't like disappointing people. Right. So they show up and they say, I thought I was going to meet Paul and get this very, very rare and bizarre item looked at. I understand. Yeah. No. But because we are also this week, we're helping people. It's tough. It is really tough to move and to decide what you're going, you know, like it's hard enough to move. It's the most dramatic experience is moving. Yeah. If you're downsizing. Yes. But if you're, Especially if you're lift, lifting it. Well, that's your I'll say part. that's my dramatic experience. Yes. But that's why we have movers. <laughs> but you need pros like me. But it's like it's hard. It's harder to move if you're going to move and only take half your stuff. Right. Because you've had stuff for 40 years, 50 years. Some of it's going to have some value. And even the stuff that has no value, people say it's valuable to me. You know? Uh-oh. And that's why you need professionals like us to help you. Make that decision. You're moving to a 600-square-foot condo or you're going from 3,500 to 1,200 square feet. Plus a basement where you stored everything. Now in a condo, you might have a little storage locker or something well, like that. But, yeah, I know what you mean. Things got to go. Basements are storage for get for land. Or st- they're not, not so much storage, I think, as I forgot I put it there. That's right. And that's some I of the— I have seven pairs of skis. How about that? <laughs> yeah. That's what happens, though, right? I know, but this, this is why they have to— we try and help. Like, I mean, if you were getting your gallbladder out, would you get a first-year med student to do it? I don't or know. You this want... took a dark turn suddenly. Okay. So no, <laughs> no, no. Okay. But I'm saying this gallbladder, is important. Gallbladder, fairly safe procedure. Okay, sure. Yeah, I yeah, know what you're saying. You, you want would... the most experience is what would you're saying. Would you get a doctor to help you? Right. Okay. And that's what we are. We're professionals. And you need professional help when you are downsizing. Gallbladder yes. removers. No. Okay. If you need your are. gallbladder removed, call. No, wait. No. We're consignment heroes. We don't do that. Okay. No. See a doctor. But if you have an item, say you have old coins, gold, silver, statues, art, 
maybe fine china, antique toys, sports memorabilia, old advertising, or uh, maybe an old record collection if you want a free assessment on its value. In today's market, right now, you can give us a call, 416-360-0740. That went off in a bad turn, didn't it? <laughs> no, it was a good analogy. It makes people think more clearly. It's yeah. good. No, it's what we do. When my mom passed, I actually got my sister. It's hard to deal with your own stuff. Mm. And you sometimes you need someone to come in and say, no, that's totally useless. Or someone to come in and say, that's worth $400. Okay, so right. would you rather have the. Hmm? That's how I approach you then. I have to tell you, Dad, this is not worth much. That is. So that's how we're going to have to do this together. But you're not as professional as I am, and you don't know stuff. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. <is> my opinion. <laughs> no, no. You'll you just want to get rid of it. It's heavy. No, no, he's got an opinion because younger people don't have the same appreciation of stuff. And this is prob- problem is that say that you're moving and you're giving give this a lot of your stuff. Oh, my grandkids will take care of it. I'll love this. No, they're not. Or if you don't have the story or what's behind it, they're not going to appreciate the value of it. It's like every week I say, you know, if you're going to leave stuff, and if you want to leave something to your grandkids, write down the story that goes with it. If there's a postcard, a photograph, or how you got it, mm. part of part of what we pass down to our grandkids, if you're going to give it to them, tell them the story. Tell them what it is. You know what I mean? Yes. That's, that the item's worth something, the story's worth a, a little bit more. Okay. Well, when it comes to wills and estates, too, it's also if it's something very valuable, what is the person yeah. that's going to get it going to do with it, right? Like we do see this, or I see this, when people inherit cottages. They go, great, I have a family cottage. I go, well, what does it cost per month to operate? Well, taxes are 10000 a year. <laughs> Utilities are 200 a month. Insurance yeah. is $200 a month. I go, so you just inherited a $3,000 a month problem? They're like, yes, I have to sell now. So <laughs> yeah. you have to also think of can this yeah. person, if you give them a, a Picasso, can they store it? Can they appreciate it? These sorts of things, yes. And some things should be taken care of in advance. That's of, what I'm talking about, Of yeah. being inevitable. And some stuff... Um, can you, just, you can just pass it down. Yeah. But we try and say stuff. That's what we need a professional to come in and says, will they want it? Or is it better to give them the $19,200 cash exactly. that you're going to get from this? If you don't think your nephew, Ben, is going to look after your Fabergé egg collection or appreciate it as much as you did. Yes. Then you have yes. to call somebody like you. Yes. And we can help. And the more money they make, the more money we make. But it still comes back down to the more money they make. Absolutely. Yeah, but they and have to understand what... that they are getting paid more money. Yes. Oh, we're going to go later on the show. We're going to go on to the more money thing. Let's take a call. We better get to the phone lines. Okay. Our first caller is, uh, is it Gerson in Toronto? Gerson? Yes, that is correct. Oh, hey. Good to, good to meet you. What's going Thank on? Thank you. I appreciate it. Big fan of the show, guys. Really uh, appreciate you guys taking my call today. Oh, thanks, man. No problem. Uh, so what I have is um, I have an autograph baseball okay um a hat and a jersey and it's all blue jays related okay now who um, are they who are the autographs so the baseball's autographs from the relief pitcher roberto osuna as okay. well as the jersey and the hat also i have a autograph with from marcus stroman and oh. ezekiel carrera okay carrera won't be as big but osuna has got a big following he did a show about a year ago and He's got a big, a big Latin American following for sure, and uh, Strowman just did that thing in um, the U- wasn't the U.S. team who won? Yeah, yeah, he did. They yeah, just he, won. I think he got the MVP too. He, he got the MVP, so that's going to bring up his stock. There's going to be more people wanting his autograph. But these guys are nice guys as well, so they sign more than you think. Okay, mm-hmm. the, the Osuna, I haven't had an Osuna 
ball. You say the ball is signed by Osuna? That is correct. And you have it PSA, or you just you just got it yourself? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I went over to an autograph signing uh, he had, and uh, I was able to get the ball autographed. Was that up by the convention center? Was that uh, that one? No, that was actually one in, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was in Newmarket. It was actually held at a very fine clothing store. Oh, okay. See, some of these guys do this kind of stuff right now. So his autograph before would have been harder to get, and if you went down, probably about $100 autograph, between $50 and $100. Hmm. I think Osuna's going to be one of the good ones. Strowman? Why, you don't think so? No, for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, Strowman, if he he wins 100 games, he's going to be the first... Pitcher under five eight to win a hundred games. Mm-hmm. That's he's got history going against him, but I think he's got great attitude, and uh, I like him. But um, he's great to watch. I love his. He's great to watch. Yeah. But Gerson, I was going to say that one thing to do is that uh, there are a lot of collectors in the card world, right? And they treat them like stocks. So when a yeah. guy has a good season, they unload then because they know that most of these players they won't be Babe Ruths in, no. in fifty hundred years from now. <laughs> they won't have the value. Not to say that they're not great. But I'm saying that everyone who loved John Olerud, they have his card. It's not. It's likely not to be worth more in 20 years from now, no, no. 25 no. years after he last played or whatever. So there is sort of a um, a life cycle in a lot of these items. Yeah. Now, right now, they're probably as, as popular as they're going to be. It, let's say Stroman will never get to, unless something and tragic happens or something, his career is cut short. Yeah. It'll never be a $300 autograph. Right. So it's, the buy and hold approach over is, decades is yeah. probably not a great. So this, not, a, not a Babe Ruth autograph. No, no. Or you're at the buy and enjoy part. How's that? Okay. Okay. But that it's it's sense. great. Guy. And you know something? If you go down before the game, we've gone down. We sit in the seats, uh, in the action seats. You can go down right by the dugouts. Mm-hmm. And usually they'll come over and sign for you. Okay? Yeah. Thanks. Okay. okay, good stuff. Sam in Brantford is our next caller. Sam. You're live on uh, Zoomer Radio. Guys, how are you guys doing? Not bad. What do you got, man? I got uh, two coins, uh, U.S. Uh, dollars, uh, silver dollars. Uh, one is 1885. Okay. Uh, Liberty, Morgan? Yeah, I think it's called a Liberty, and the other one is 1922. Yeah, 1885 Morgan. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't have it with me, but uh, I guess that's what it's called. Yeah, Ben, now here again, this is why um, we need to know what uh, mint it came. It could be an O. Could be a P or could be a CC. Okay, or how do I find that? Is it uh, stamped on the coin itself? Yeah, yes, yeah, that's yes. going to be stamped on there, and that's what we tell people bring them in. Now, then you can get them if it's particularly well high grade. They can go up like an eighteen eighty five S will go for like three, four, five hundred dollars wow. if you've gotten top grade. Now, wait a minute, I got to tell you, it's got to be top grade and has to be graded. And depends on the mint and how big the mint is. I mean, how many they made out of that year. Okay. Because up until about 1955, you could go into a uh, a bank in Des Moines, Iowa, or where is, is Des Moines in Iowa? Whatever it is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and you could go and get silver dollars out of the bank. Okay. And yeah. they would have they'd go in the back room, whatever they had, they'd come out with their old silver dollars because they stopped making them in 1935. Okay. So 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 Sam, you're asking where is this mint? stamp mark on it so yeah, if you, what, what do i look for to get more money out of it you're going to flip coin. to the coin yeah. you're going to flip the coin to the bird side where it's got the is it an eagle yeah. there yeah. yeah and right where where it's actually written it says one dollar in between the d and the o okay between the d and the and the o okay. you'll see uh, just above those two uh letters you're going to see another emblazoned letter there that'll let you know the mint that it was made at yeah okay well i need a magnifying glass no if you if you have if you decent vision you'll be able to see it so uh, on both 
both of these coins, I have to look for in between the D and the O. Yeah, just yeah. above that. It's right on the bird the side of the coin. Yeah. Okay. And I'll do that. Okay. For then. other people wondering, well, what do you yeah. mean the mint oh. mark? That's what we're yeah. talking about. Because sometimes, you know, Sorry. if San Francisco Mint made a hundred of them, yeah, and then one in the East Coast made ten thousand of them, obviously the one on the West Coast can be worth a lot more. It's yeah, much he's more looking rare. for CC Carson City is what he's going to be looking for. Well, that's how you know you're really in the money with those coins. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know for but sure. But they're still valuable, even if it's not that, right? Oh yeah. yeah, no, silver dollars sell good anyway. We pay, we melt them, but a lot of them have a higher value numismatically. Okay, here we go. We're going to go to Stephen in Toronto. Stephen, you're on Consignment Heroes. How you doing? All right, yourselves. Pretty good. good. That's good. Uh, first year of the Raptors. Yep. Uh, nobody thought, oh, they were going to get the franchise. They're not going to get the franchise. I got season's tickets for them. Still have all the season's tickets, plus the handouts they used to give about every fourth game. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have the chair that the courtside people got? The, uh, no, I uh, I was up in the nosebleed section. Okay, okay. You didn't rip that seat off? Okay. No. <laughs> well, wait a second. Are you saying these tickets are ripped or you didn't even use them? Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, with the exception of uh, two, I was stupid. Uh, the rest are still in the book. Okay, yeah. Because no. I, I told them, I said, I want to keep this as a collector's item. I don't want... Plus, they actually, one of the handouts was uh, metal, uh, I guess, not not silver, obviously, but uh, like a metallic uh, ticket as well. Yeah, the first game they gave you, uh, everyone got the same seat number, seat one, row one. It's black and uh, white, and it sells for about $15 because everyone got one. Okay. The actual game tickets are generally more valuable because there's a huge, a huge Raptor fan base right now. Mm. And they're all trying to come back and buy the stuff. In the first year, we had skid loads of things like the uh, the pro- first program, uh, the media guides and stuff. It's all getting gobbled up. Okay. It's all getting gobbled up. What do you mean? Isn't people really want it? People really want it. Now, if you've got the book, I think a book like that would probably be worth a couple hundred dollars yeah. even in today's market. I haven't seen one of those in a while. I haven't seen one. So that's what, uh, if you've got them all still in the book, because what people will do is make them electronic. And they don't have to use their paper ticket. They don't have to use their physical tickets they got. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I think now, I don't think the Rem, I think the, the Jays are, they're giving everyone electronic tickets. You can't, it's hard to get physical tickets. So anymore. no more physical tickets. But it, again, timing that market in the Raptors craze, like wait for them to yeah. just make the playoffs when fever pitches at the, the next home game at the playoffs. That's when you want to list this item. Yeah. That's when fever pitch is its highest, right? They go, yeah. this is the year the Raptors are going to make it all the way. I want everything Raptors, right? Okay. Hey, I cool. bet. I actually bet them last year. I they got just them clinched. At, they just clinched. They just clinched a playoff spot. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So it's a good time. Yeah, yeah no, no. Yeah, for this year, I think they'll go further this year. But I hate Cleveland. So I can't say that. Stephen, are you a huge Raptors uh, fan? Or are you, like, is it something that you want to hang on to or move? Because this thing will move. Well, actually, what happened is I, I have two books. Uh, okay. So uh, I'd like to obviously keep one for a while anyway for myself. But This is a smart investor, by the way. Bring it down. Come on down. See me at the store at 10,341 Young Street. And I'd be uh, either put it out on consignment for you and get your most money for it, or I'll actually buy it out from you. Okay? Stephen, thank, thank you so much for your phone call. We are going to go to Brian in Toronto. Brian, you're live on Zuma Radio. This is Consignment Heroes. Hello. Hi. 
collection of animal coins or sterling silver. Okay. They're mounted in a, two wooden frames. Franklin Mint? I'm sorry? Were they made by Franklin Mint? Uh, I don't think so. I just looked on the edge of the coin. Okay. And it just says it's sterling silver. Sterling silver? Yeah, well, that'd be 925. Now, and most of that, what you're going to get is because those, even if you have a complete set, Franklin Mint was prolific in making these, which is very good. Like every every day we get Olympic coin sets, we get Franklin Mint sets in, and we get um, the 1967 sets in mm-hmm. because they made so many. So they're never going to be um, numismatic, as we call it. They're never going to appreciate in value. Right. And these sets, depending on what the weight of them is, you'll get you'll get paid out because you got them in silver and nine two five. If you got the ones that they they actually made them in brass and copper and stuff, no one gets any money from those. Gotcha. They they look very pretty. Yes. But it's the silver value. We try and when they come into the store, we hang on to them for one week. We try and sell them to somebody who comes in who actually maybe likes birds or likes presidents or likes something, but. 99 of 100 times, we end up melting it. It's really? just how it is. Okay. So ultimately, you'd weigh the coal, the uh, silver that you have, and then calculate 92.5% silver. That'll probably be about the value that you end They're up They're about with. 26 grand. They're about 80, uh, uh, about three quarters of an ounce of silver in each one. Okay, so call it $15 a coin in silver value, unless there's something yeah. really spectacular that where there's the numismatic value, you're looking at silver content. Yeah, we would weigh it up for you and do the exact calculations. And this is a case of where I tell people, get two get two quotes. And don't let one guy tell you this is the highest quote in the world. The best way to find out if it's the highest quote is to find out and then get another quote. Okay? And find out if, if you decide you want to sell them. He's got 36 of them, apparently. 36? So you're going to have 24 ounces, 24... Uh, Times twenty five, you're going to have uh, six hundred dollars, seven hundred dollars in silver minimum. Yeah. yeah, okay, that's pretty cool. Brian, thank you for your phone call. We're going to go to is it Raul? Is it Raul? Am I reading that right? Rule? Uh, Ruel? It, it is Ruel. It is Ruel. Welcome to the show. You're live on Zuma Radio. My first time to call, and I'm glad my wife uh, is uh, listening to your program. I'm a private collector, sir, and I'm uh, 71 years old, and I began collecting in 1993. So I like to uh, dispose of them, and uh, I do have a variety of uh, collection. I got uh, the first thing I want to mention to you is... Wait, stop. Uh, did I miss science? it? What, is he, what are you collecting? Oh, Raul, Raul, what yes. do you collect? You didn't tell me what it is. I missed it, oh. yeah. Okay, oh, sports memorabilia. Ah. Okay, okay. Franklin Mint items, and now uh, Bradford Exchange. Uh, okay. Uh, so, all right, so now I want to think about disposing of all of them, uh, if not most of them. And the first thing I want to mention to you, I have a signed Muhammad Ali boxing gloves. Oh, that's hey, awesome. Hey, okay, that's wow. Awesome. I like, uh, no. But, uh, I got Mayu Lin Yu uh, uh, signed cards. And uh, I, I got uh, Abdul Jabbar signed basketball. Whoa. Jabbar, wow. Yeah. Okay. Lou Elsender. Lou Elsender. Okay. Now, what you have to do here, we have a case of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay? The good is uh, the Franklin Mint, actually, because it's going to be the silver and gold and the Franklin Mint. We can price it out immediately for you and get paid immediately. The okay. sports memorabilia is going to be, um, depends on when you got it, but it sounds like, 
what you would you've got the Alcinder, you've got the you've got some of the stars, the big guys. Right. I have to see them. We'd have to get them all authenticated, and mm-hmm. then we can sell those, and that might be a slightly longer process. Your Bradford Exchange, now that's the ugly. Um, okay. They're not good. What okay. is that for people like me who don't Bradford know Bradford Exchange in 1970s and 80s, they used to tell people, they used to sell plates. You put them on your wall. Uh, gone with the wind. They say they'd only make 9000 Oh, yeah, this came up last week, too. Yeah. yeah. I asked the same question. What and is I the Bradford Exchange? And I feel bad, exchange? and because people paid sometimes 50, 20 30 50 some of $100. Yeah. Because they say we only make 5000 Well, unfortunately, there's only 2,000 collectors in the world. When Anytime that happens, you got a problem. And even now, um, we have a hard time with it. So, so collector series plates are widely valueless? Well, that's what I would have guessed, to tell yes. you the truth. But maybe you can find a creative way to make money with them, right? You take them out of the parking lot of your store, and people for a dollar can throw a baseball at them or something like that. That I love yeah. that idea. It's I'm, not a bad idea. But you're Okay, Rahul. <laughs> yes. With with my two partners here aside, <laughs> with their bad advice, I'm going to give you – we'll give you good advice on your Franklin Mint. We can help you with that, and we can help you with your sports memorabilia. Your Bradford Exchange stuff, though, is um, sometimes at a box. We'll sell 50 of them. We have a hard time getting $50. Now, my Bradford Exchange, sir, are, are coins, gold content. and. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry. Okay. No, that's... It's not, it's not like plates or anything like that. Okay. No, no. Then that's like Frank Mint. I can help you with all of that for I sure. See. Not a problem. Sorry, I was I was um, jumping the gun there because most people have Bradford Exchange plates. So with the Franklin Mint, I have cars. The cars? Have, uh, yeah, cars, and uh, I, I paid less, probably close to three hundred per item, uh, as far as I could remember. And I have uh, chess sets. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the and silver. I have I have the replica of the Genghis Khan sword, and I have ivory designed. Uh, Samurai swords, and okay. I got I got certificate of authenticity to go with them. So is that a sort of item you can help me with? Yes, but what you're going to have to do is you're going to have okay. to make an appointment. Tell me, and I we're will. going to have to set aside some time for this. Just to even go through it. We'll give you the parameters of what we can get for it, uh-huh. and then you can make your decisions up. Okay. Okay. And I, one one last question, sir. Uh, actually, I did try to call an auction place. And they said that, yeah, we can help you. But is, is that a risk for me if I... Yes. Here's a, here's yeah, a, they'll take a lot. This is why we give the advice. In some cases, um, an auction is good if you've got enough people in the room. But if only one person shows up and the bidding starts at a dollar, guess what uh, your item sells at, okay? Oh, yeah, Now, yeah, with yeah. consignment, and this is even when we buy it, that's why we try and give people the professional advice and say... Yes, right. if you have a Picasso, there's going to be enough people in the room. Don't worry. We can start okay. at a dollar because it's going to end up $3 million. Okay. Um, but with, um, you might want to consign. If you've got some time on it, we right. can say, here, we will put it in certain places and say, here's what we can get for this. But right. it mightn't sell today. It might sell in the next two weeks or three weeks. Like sure. a couple of weeks ago, someone called about a Beatles uh, talcum powder tin. The person yeah. brought it in. We've sold it. And everything's good. It's a they brought like they move that this. fast. Eh? It wow. moves right away, and some stuff will move right away, and some stuff we call the never never. How many plan. people walk coming to the store saying, "You know what? I feel like today a samurai sword." No, lots no. of people, really? lots of people. <laughs> okay, damn, I didn't know that. Okay, hold on. With consignment heroes, we buy from Toronto and we sell to the world. 
And that's why we can get you the highest price. Okay. okay. Now, it sounds like you've made the first step. You've decided that you want to get rid of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Or and you want you want to make your life a little simpler, okay? Mm-hmm. This okay. is where we can help you, okay? okay? And the more money you make, the more money we make. So that okay. should be a good deal for both of us. How's that? It should, it should be, yeah. I heard you uh, say an address. I didn't catch that. Oh, our address is ten thousand, three forty one Young Street, and uh-huh. uh, just about um, between Major Mac and um, Elgin Mills. If you hit the beer store, you've gone too far. But he's also got a Jabbar autograph oh, yes. and a Muhammad Ali autograph. When did you get the Jabbar autograph? When did he sign? Like, yeah. is it dated? Are you asking me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's your item? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I don't, I don't see a date there, but uh, I, I know my uh, the certificate of authenticity uh, say, uh, is, is put uh, puts his name on it, but I don't see signature right now. I could bring them up to you and you look at it. I'll take a look. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, this is a pretty big collection. I mean, this is what oh, I'd yeah. encourage you. He's just in Scarborough. Well, you can hit him on the list. way home. I yeah, might I... actually come and see you. Give me a call. Our number. You can call my other number, 647-298-8989. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, 647. 298-8989. I'll also say, before I forget, I have uh, maybe a 1,000 of uh, hockey figurines and baseball figurines and how do I get rid of those? I'm sure they're not as precious. Well, you're going to have to open a store for all <laughs> well, this stuff. I mean, I can help you find some Ruel. commercial space. But, um, but I have the feeling that when you make your appointment with me, uh-huh. it's going to be longer than 10 minutes. Yeah. How's that? Okay. Okay. So I'll call, I'll call that 647 uh, Monday. Call me Monday, see? or you can call our store number, which is 905-737-4699. Oh. Five, I'll tell you three. what, instead of all oh. this, Ruel, we'll grab your phone number and you can call him after the show. You guys yeah. have each other's okay. numbers, but this is obviously going to be a serious endeavor. Awesome. Yeah. He's going to yeah. need like okay. 30,000 square feet of commercial re- retail space. <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, so uh, six, my, my phone number is 647. No, 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 no don't, don't tell. There's too many weirdos out there. <laughs> no, no. We'll, we'll, get, uh, we'll get Sebastian to collect your number off of the air, but we'll be in touch. Thank you very much. Ron in East York will be our next caller. Okay. Ron, how are you doing? Good. I don't think it's very valuable. It's just a curiosity of it. Well, fair uh, enough. To follow Ruel is tough. Don't worry about it, Ron. Not everyone has Ruel's collection. <laughs> no, my mother's friend in the during the Korean War was on the HMCS Aida, the battleship. Okay. And uh, they made a courtesy stop in Japan, and he picked her up. I think he was there in 51. Okay. But he picked her up a Toby mug. But I've seen a lot of things made in Japan, but this is stamped. Made in occupied Japan. No, okay. That is what happened after the war. You had, um, um, uh, you had in Germany, you had made in U.S. zone Germany, mm-hmm. and then you had made in occupied Japan, and it was so it would make it easier to sell into the United States. It was yeah. done from about 1945 to about, I think, ended around 1951. Mm-hmm. It's, it was people collecting it for a long time, mm-hmm. but is not as collectible now. No. Not as collectible. They used to be a mug would go for $25, dollars um, it now just the value of the mug. The, the occupied Japan's not going to add that much to it. But it's still worth something. That's good oh, news. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, there'd be uh, a lot of other things I would have taken back besides that from Japan. But it, <laughs> well, they nothing, anything from the battleship? We've, he's on hold now because we've got well, to take a break. A oh, oh, we're t- oh, no. Oh, well, pardon? she had a pillowcase from it, but I don't know where it is now. It's silk. 
Or a uniform. Ooh. We also did, like, old military uniforms. The ma- I just sold $190 worth of patches off of a uniform. If I had the uniform, we would have gotten three or $400. The old, I don't, uh, we don't melt, melt metals. People bring them into us. Right. Any of the old military photographs. If he had a picture of that battleship with an, an interior shot or something like that, any photos, they're worth money. And a lot of people don't think about that. They because- had cameras back then? Yes, they had cameras in nineteen. 19- so anyone w- who did some marine service, if you're if yeah. you've got an old photo of a ship, who knows? Get it circulating. Find out maybe it's worth something. A lot of people, I say that we we also buy old postcards. They don't think they're worth money. Yeah, you're saying the more obscure the community, likely the more valuable the image. You know, for the show Storage Wars Canada, the way they got me was I was at an auction, going down to buy postcards at uh, an auction house downtown. And I was trying to buy um, Death by a Thousand Cuts. But they it's, they were very obscure postcards where they actually showed people getting beheaded and stuff. What? We, we all have a weird side. Okay, okay got all right. But oh, because they sell for a lot. But in that collection of postcards, there was about 90 of postcards of ships sinking. Oh. Now, that doesn't – but the weird thing about it was this one guy collected all these 90 ships. Okay. He had interior shots. So that means he was on the ship as it was sinking. That's amazing. And they were all different ships. Wow. So this guy was either very unlucky or had something to do with sinking these ships. Or somehow he got his hands on film from survivors or something. Who knows? No, but they were all different ships. I know. That's what I'm saying. Well, obviously he wasn't on like 90 different ships that were sinking. That's not possible. It was was a weird – but they went for a lot of money because people like – there's not many – postcards of a ship that's only... There's not many photos of the Titanic sinking. If you have one, it's worth a lot. Yes. I'd I'd hate to even think of what that would be worth. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, we have to take a quick break. You are listening to Zoomer Radio. We're live. This is Consignment Heroes. We'll be right back. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Just me. Back. You're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. We're live in Liberty Village. Call in if you want a free assessment on any of your collectibles or maybe just an interesting item you think might have some hidden value. Maybe it's an old heirloom handed down through generations. It's sitting in your basement or living room. You're curious about it. Well, we've got two experts They know more about stuff than I could ever learn or forget. Uh, They are the stars of Storage Wars Canada, Paul Kenny and his son Bogart. Back to the phone lines. Our next caller is Wendy in Orangeville. Wendy, how are you? Hi, very well. How are you? Sorry, I can't quite hear her. Hello? Hi. Hi, Hi. Wendy. 
Um, I have um, a book uh, that was given to my father in 1962 by Dr. Albert Schweitzer when he visited him in Gabon, Gabon, Africa, in 1962. Um, they had lunch together, and mm. um, it's a, it's just has a lot of photographs. I'm guessing of the hospital that he, of course, built and ran there for many years. So my father took this book with him everywhere, and it turns out that he also had it signed by Dr. Christian Barnard, who performed the first yep. heart transplant, and also by Rose Kennedy, because my father was a pilot, and he had a, uh, a flying uh, a commercial um, aviation business, and he, when Rose Kennedy was in Canada, my father would take her you know, across the country. So she did sign this book as well. Um, and I don't know, again, if it's anybody would be interested. It's not that we want to part with it necessarily. We also have a bronze plaque of Albert Schweitzer's head that came with the book. And it's, okay. It's, 13 inches tall? Um, no, no. It's Actually, it's about four inches. It's quite, quite small. And it has some musical um, notes on the back of it. And again, sort of like a bust of his head. It's quite heavy, so I think it's just a solid bronze piece. So yeah, I'm going to say about three inches. It's round. I'm um, go back. Well, you know, you, you, I think you, you lost me on the autographs here. This collection, you, um, Albert Schweitzer, Schweitzer Rose Peace Candy. Prize guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So hold on. I got a and, 1952 Nobel Peace Prize for yeah. his philosophy, reverence for life. No, no, no. But this is the idea of having the three or four of these autographs. Now, are they all on the same page, or are they back-to-back? -back, no, they have. Actually, they're not. The first page was uh, Rose Kennedy's um, little note to my father, and then a few pages in. Um, the book is called, it's called The Word. It's in German, I believe. Um, so, no, the two of the autographs by Christian Barnard and Albert Schweitzer are on the same page. They don't cross each other, though, do they? No, uh, no. Okay. Um, I'd like to see now. To, okay, this is something that would have to be. It's worth it with the money involved here. Mm -hmm. um, even if you are going to keep this and hand it down, keep it in the family, mm -hmm. you should get it PSA or I mean JSA. You should get it authenticated number one. Okay. Or um, and at least have a, a value. Yeah, you have to get it authenticated. Okay. And. Um, it might surprise you on the value on this, and just for insurance purposes. Mm -hmm. So you should bring it in. Okay. You can take a look. Uh, we should get it authenticated and then give you value on it. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, medical yeah. Okay. books usually yeah, have good I, I think we will certainly keep it in the family. We've had it for so long. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Thank you. Yeah, and put this story together to how it all came together. Yeah, what does the Kennedy awesome. inscription Someone, to your dad say? It says, to Evan Jones with the best wishes, Rose. Gerald Kennedy, and she actually sent him a book, um, a biography on uh, President Kennedy um, that she, she also signed and, and sent to him. So we have that as well. I would definitely like to spend five minutes talking to you. We're going to you. grab your phone number, Wendy, in Orangeville. Thank you for your phone call. We're breaking up a little bit on her, yeah, on her yeah. line there. Uh, our next caller is going to be Dennis in Toronto. And Sebastian, can we grab Wendy's info and we'll have you guys get okay. in touch after the show? Uh, Dennis in Toronto, welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live on Zoomer Radio. Thanks for having me. Um, I have, uh, hi guys. I How have you doing? a display mini Stanley Cup. 
uh, from Labatt. Labatt's put out the mini Stanley Cups maybe, what, 15 years ago? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and a big frame? They're on like a three-inch frame, all nicely done by Frameworth? From Frameworth. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's badged. It's got its NHL-sanctioned... Um, Bars I bought come. it approximately 15 years ago on Queen West. I live on Queen West here for yep. 500 bucks. It's in my storage locker. I'm not doing nothing with it. And it does have a certificate with it, which I encased in uh, plastic. Because so, it was like almost like paper money almost. So I didn't want it to get destroyed. Okay, what and I these... was wondering, because it's, I think at that point there was 28 teams in the NHL. Yeah, and it's the first run. It's um, I believe they give them out to Don Cherry bars. I'm not sure. Yeah, a lot of these are given out to Labatt's customers. Uh, okay, and they would put them on the wall or give them to the manager or something like that. Yeah, I believe it's 205 in existence. Yeah, but it's um, help me out for those. I'm I'm struggling to follow along here. This okay. is a picture display, a wall display of right. little Stanley Cups. Is that what it yeah, is? Stanley okay, Cups. I'm with you now. Now they All were right. given away in in packs of uh, beer and you didn't know what you were getting so right. yeah i remember this era as a promotion for the bars they would give them they would do them up it right cost so you're saying the full set mounted in wood you hang it on the wall it's got all the teams the whole collection yeah. and the bar would put it up and they would say value it at a thousand dollars because when you have a beer without going into too much you got certain drawbacks labats would give you Present, they'd either give you hockey tickets or give you something for carrying their beer. Right, promotional stuff. The salesman comes in. You swag. Okay, so there's one on Kijiji right now for three hundred dollars. Yeah, and even that because of the big and bulky, it's a man cave item. This is a perfect item that you want to put in our store would be on consignment because if you're going to get your five $600, the only way is to have time on your side. If you're in a hurry to get rid of it, you're going Not to take... Yeah, so that's this is where we can help on something okay. like this. That's good to know. I want something like yeah. this to look good in the store. People come in and go... Um, and actually, the first year, the first run, I believe, has serial numbers on the bottom. Yeah, you know something? This here is it's past... It's, I don't care if they made a thousand. I don't care if they made three of them. Um, in this case here, because it's uh, uh, there's well, it's not Wall the collect- art. It always it's, sells. It's, it's Wall Limited art. Yeah. It's Wall. They also made it for the one that does sell is when they did all the Leaf tickets. Yeah. For the last season at Maple Leaf Gardens and the first season at the ACC. Well, that's because the ticket, the last game at Maple Leaf Gardens, the ticket stub is worth between three to four hundred dollars. Wow. Just the That's stub. Amazing. People want that. But they framed them up and put them up like that, and people put that on their wall. Yeah. Okay? And the other, the other ones are worth $50, $100, you know, type, type I heard you Somebody say, wants this for their basement rec yeah. room. I promise you. It's an easy... Because if you don't, you're going to end up at HomeSense paying $300 for a new canvas of daisies on I a know. field. So no, no. I agree with you. Not, not to bash HomeSense. I'm just saying, like, the wall needs to be filled with art. This is a decent item. Yeah. Out of that yeah. whole store, you said someone was paid to carry their beer... So if I carry someone's beer, they'll pay me? Well, you have to that sell happens. a lot of the beer. Yeah, you no, can't no, just no, have no, it in your no, house. No, I'm going to hold their cup of beer? No, not not everyone pays you for doing nothing like I do, Bogart. Uh, no. <laughs> so, Dennis, uh, the store is located at 10,341 Young Street. That's in Richmond Hill, just north of Major Mac. This is a, a great example of a consignment item, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. because it's someone will come in like it and like that. You know, and then it, you'll call Dennis and say, "Dennis, we just got an offer of six fifty. You want that? You don't yeah. want that?" And yeah. that'll be we take our the more money he makes, the more money we make. It's a perfect item, you know. And but 
with Bogart, I'm still paying him to work for me, okay? Mm-hmm. Do you know that Bogart once has got all his papers, has gone to school to become a police officer? I know. We talk about it all the time. That yeah, Bogart's no. dream is to be a police officer. Like, he's he, he sees all this valuable stuff, and he says, I don't like antiques. I want to protect antiques. So he's been trying to get a job being a police officer. Yes, which, which is pay- a tough game to get into. Yes. Oh, I know, I know. But he's done all his, He wants to work in Toronto, but it's like... He enjoys antiques a little bit. But Toronto, his first lo- hiring. What's your first love? Well, policing. You want to become policing? Police? Yeah. It just blows my mind to even hear that, eh? Dad's dealing with million dollar deals of stuff, and you want to he the whole track his down whole life. Guys. He's been trying to convince me. You will like this antique. You will like it. I don't <laughs> care. Trying to shove it down your throat. But I grew up always wanting to, you know. He just wants people. to drive fast cars and um, don't ever. Say well, that. Okay, That's so let's talk stuff. about stats because there's probably, uh, you know, a sergeant listening right now going, "What? Bogart Kenny wants to be a police officer? What? Can you run a, a five-minute mile? What do you do? Oh, Is that I'm, a thing?" I'm, I'm, well, I heard a lot of services right now are looking for people that are physically fit. And that's basically my whole lifestyle, right? Like, I, I focus on, you know, healthy eating, you know, stay fit. He doesn't do any that. thinking. All he does is physical stuff. Is that right? Yeah, okay. You okay. haven't stay. seen our show? Uh, uh, <laughs> you ever see him thinking? No. I have made you lose a lot of weight. I've had a good impact yeah. on his life. No, he's helped he me. He was well. diagnosed with diabetes. doesn't have it anymore. Yeah, yeah. All right, okay. Okay, we'll go back to calls. I just want to say that because he's... Well, somebody's going to call in curious about this. There must be some way we can integrate this into the show, right? Make him do 100 push-ups and run a mile in eight minutes, I'd something do like it. that? I would do it. I don't know about running a mile in this office. But I'm seeing some exciting gimmick coming this summer to raise awareness about Bogart <laughs> wanting to be a police officer. We could do that, yes. Then I don't have to pay him anymore. Okay, this is a deal. Okay. <laughs> we have to get back to the phone lines. We're, we're backlogged here. By the way, um, the phone number for the station is 416 Phone lines jam up quickly, but the show continues off-air after 2 o'clock. You can call them privately, the Kennys, and you can call them at their store, 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. Our next caller is Stephen in Toronto. Stephen, welcome to Consignment Heroes. Thank you. Um, You know who Jimmy Unger is? Jimmy Unger. Jimmy Unger. I'm only thinking of Stewie I'm thinking of Gary Unger. What about Stewie Unger? uh, Stu Unger played poker. No, uh, he's the uh, creator of uh, the comic. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's uh, he's got the big fat guy there. He's forty-five years old. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I actually am. Emph- yes, I know who you're talking about now. Okay, if you have uh, a few of his books autographed by him, would they be worth anything? Oh, the so books- Jim Unger was a British Canadian cartoonist best known for his syndicated comic strip. Herman, Herman, which ran for 18 oh. years in 600 newspapers in 25 countries. I'd never heard of him until this moment. Oh, you probably don't know who the far side was either, do you? I know that. Is that oh, that's awesome. <laughs> okay. That was my childhood growing up. Um, Jimmy Unger, I'm trying to In think. Mississauga, Ontario, he began his career as a cartoonist in the Mississauga Times newspaper. You've never seen the far side, like the, little ca- the calendar they yeah, had? Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. This isn't him, though, is it? No, this is no. Herman. Herman was uh, his had a he had a hard life. He was always the downtrodden. Okay, so sorry, Stephen. It took us yeah. that long to really understand who you're talking about. But now we got your this is part of the Herman comic book series. Almost yeah. two decades. Right. What do you got from him? Uh, at least four of his books autographed. Four of his books. Okay. Okay, I'm trying. Th- I'm trying to think. Like Jimmy, his comic I'm... books, right? Like the. The, the, the original drawings go for money. Ah, uh, for treasure lot. 
They don't go. Somebody somewhere knows what this is worth. Where it's probably just beyond the range of your expertise. Yeah, no, Jimmy Unger. I think is he still alive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if he's, he's still alive. Then oh no, sorry, we lost him in 2012. Sorry about that. Yeah, he died at age 75. Okay, probably going to be signed books are probably worth. I would say 15 to 25 dollars each, just because the books are worth about five, and. Um, but he was probably being a Canadian, probably easy access, and people would get his stuff signed. A nice guy. I mean, Canadians are nice people. We you, just put that, you know. Canadians are nice people, and we like to. We'll sign stuff, and it's it's not a hard autograph. That's not true. I've turned down someone asking for my autograph. Oh yeah, I believe. Is that, that right? No, I haven't. No, he hasn't. <laughs> Stephen in Toronto, thank you for your phone call. Okay. We have to take a quick break. You're listening to Zoomer Radio. It's Consignment Heroes Live. We'll be right back. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Place over 100 vendors under one antique roof, all competing to give you the best deal. What do you think happens? Southworks Antiques in Cambridge, all 30,000 square feet of it, selling antiques, collectibles, and the kind of neat stuff that Paul and Bogart love so much, they've been one of those 100 vendors for 20 years. Passing through Cambridge? Stop by Southworks Antiques on Grand Avenue and help yourself to free parking. You're going to be here a while. Southworksantiques.com. Let's make a deal. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. We're live in Liberty Village. I'm Ben Mercer here with Paul Kenny and his son Bogart, experts in stuff. Our next caller we'll get oh. to in a second, but let's talk about the store for a second. Yeah. It's at 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. That's where you can go for opinions. You can do all these, exactly what we're doing on the radio, you can do that in real life and have them actually look and handle your items. Yeah, we have action there. But I want to say where we are. Right now, we opened the store when we were doing uh, Storage Wars Canada, okay? And we're right next to a great big store that looks like an old bank, and it's got the heavy-duty security, like two doors to get in. Looks like a million dollars inside. It's the same guy. I think it's called Canadian. I should know this. PMX is on his sign and Canadian Mm -hmm. Currency, okay? Our store is next to his. Yes. I'm going to say, ours is a little mall store. My, we're a family-owned operation, okay? And his store is that other big store. He's the guy who's on um, uh, the Canadian Home Shopping Network. You know the guy with the, uh, they'll be showing coins and they'll say, here's the $300 coin. It's yeah, a, a yeah. quarter ounce of guy. silver. Okay, that's the you know, guy, that though? type of, yeah, the same guy. He did the pitches? You mean he's the He's the guy who does guy. the pitches, yeah. Oh. Okay. So, no, it's he's got a... Great uh, business model. He's made all. He's someone's paying for that big building. You know, he's got thirty-two over thirty-two staff working for him. We don't have that. We're just a small operation. Less overhead. Less overhead. So I get to pay a little bit more for stuff. Okay, and I get to sell. I don't have his overhead, so I get to sell a little less. But this comes. The reason I'm mentioning all this is because I tell people to get two opinions every week. Okay, I said, if some if you bring your gold and silver into a shop and they say we're paying the most, 
And you don't have to believe them. The way to find out if they're paying the most is to get a second opinion. And I don't ever, if it's, someone comes into my shop and they want to get a second opinion, I don't get mad at them. I say, go get your second opinion. You know what I mean? If their opinion is higher, you should sell it to them. If our um, valuation is higher, you should sell it to us, you know? Yes. But we say this. And, like, he's actually so mad. When we first opened up there, he was he was mad. I mean, he said, I was here first. And I said, well, how'd that work for the Indians? Yeah. I if said, you've been a longtime listener of this show, every now and then we get snippets of what's going on there. I've yeah. equated to the Hatfields and the McCoys out there. But it's big box, basically, versus smaller S- shop. Smaller shop. Yeah. And, and he's mad because well, we didn't pay. We don't know if that was the reason, but he did build a cinder block wall in the parking lot between the two of you, did he not? It's eight foot tall and about 90 feet long. Yeah. It's <laughs> but not, you don't know for sure that you are the cause. It's, it is, you could argue, a coincidence, but it is awfully coincidental. Yeah, he likes yeah. walls. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying that people go in, and if you get it, if someone says, it's not enough to say, I pay the most. We're, we, we say it as well. Okay, we say we pay the most. But we say, here, we pay the most, and check us out. Mm-hmm. Check out. If someone pays more than we do, okay. So this week... I And I say this advice all the time. If the idea of getting two, you get one opinion, you only get to sell your stuff once, so you should get the most money for it. So you get one opinion and then go to get a second opinion. Now, before I said that, I was implying that most of the time, if you get the second opinion, you should take the one that's higher. Okay. No, no, this is the, yeah, the, the yeah. punchline on this. Run, st- run, run me through it again. Okay, so I have a gold coin. It's one ounce. I go to you. You say 1700 And yeah. I go to the other guy. He says 1600 Now, which one do I go with? Wait, what? That's kind of what I'm going to say now. It's like. Hey, I'm you're in- not telling me somebody got a second quote and went with a lesser quote. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. Come in on. their defense, it could have been more convenient. They. They no, could okay. have saved gas money. Someone got no, two no. quotes, one with a lesser one? Wait a minute, no. I gave a quote of $6,550. Okay, okay, that's and a lot someone of else, someone else gave him a quote of $6,200. Right. And they took the 6200 Come on, man, what? And I don't care where you are in the city, I would, like, I tell people to walk around the wall to save, to make 100 200 I mean, a lot of times we'll say, we'll pay you 1100 and they're paying 900 so for $200... Come and, you know, you should walk around the wall. If it was I'm paying $106 and they're paying $105, you might not care about it. Oh, my right. God. You should have called your store around the wall. Okay. I think I uh, some of our <laughs> listeners are going, I, I, this is too much. I can't listen to this. 110 is more than 100. I don't – run me through it again, I guys. Know. <laughs> I told this guy $6,550 and they sold it for 62 And it's like the $350 – I can't be that far away that you wouldn't drive to make three hundred and fifty dollars. Right. You know, yeah. that's pays for that's something. A day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that surprised me. Most of our other customers, I'm gonna say I think they all took the higher values because they came to us, they says, you know, this guy offered uh, this and we don't even ask people ahead of time. We say, We'll give you our price and if it's higher, take it. We don't ask with the other person. We're not one of these guys, oh, we offered you ninety, we're gonna offer you ninety two. Right. We come up with our value. Yeah. And, and if people can phone us and find out what our value is, we're not we're proud of our prices. The only thing you can think of is maybe the other side matched. That's the only thing that makes sense. I have a hard time reconciling that someone goes three hundred fifty less. I'll yeah. do that deal. It's cash is cash. And I this this was my weird story for the week. And like I was dumbfounded for a couple of days. I says, why would this happen? You know, and the was, only thing that makes sense is that the other guy matched. That's yeah. the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But we 
So now when I tell people, get two opinions, I'm going to have to add to my advice, take the higher opinion. Wow. <laughs> take wow. The, and I thought Back that was basics. common. <laughs> Back to basics. And it's like, and this is why, and, and sometimes maybe they were browbeat into it because we're in the store, we're soft sell. We say what the stuff's worth and we say, if you don't want to decide today, decide later, you know, because we understand, you know, something moving is such a traumatic thing and, and downsizing. You're selling something you had for 30 years. Mm. It's, sometimes it's tough. You know, and we try and help you with that. But, and we try and help you by getting you the most money for it. And sometimes it's not enough. But if you're actually going to out and you made your decision, I want to sell it, I'm downsizing, I want to go from my taking my million three for my house, I'm going to move to a condo. And you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, you do see that. I mean, knowing a lot of people who've downsized recently, like by the time they pull the trigger, they're like, okay, just call a dumpster up or the got junk guys and just. Throw out my old vintage pinball collection because they're, you know, they're up against the wall now. They've got 10 yeah. days to move and they don't think it through. That's right. They call us with time. Time is on our side if we use it wisely. And we're going to be fair. And we actually know our stuff. I know, I know my crystal, my glass, and I know the collectibles and the stuff they don't think is going to be worth money. I can surprise them. Okay. But let's go to some calls. That was my rant for the day. Back to work. Richie in Toronto. I'm told you have something Mickey Mantle. Oh, okay. Richie in Toronto. Welcome to Consignment Heroes. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. we got you. What's going on, man? Okay. I have a 69. I got personally signed by Mickey Mantle. I was at Yankee Stadium with my dad. You know, I ran down. We were all the way in the bleachers, and I ran down to the first row, and Mickey Mantle signed it for me, so I have that. And wow. Another, That's another awesome. ball I have is... Um, that was his last year, eh? No, this is 1969. That was Mandel's last year. And on a card, uh, yeah. It was, yeah, um, I'm not sure. I thought his last year was 71. I could be wrong. Yeah, no, no, 69, yeah. That okay, was his last so it was last year. So I have the ball signed. And, and another one, I did not have it signed personally. I bought it. Uh, it was Joe DiMaggio. And, of course, I have all the um, PSA, you know, I have to, and I framed that. And each ball is in this, um, it wasn't expensive, $50 each. It looks like home plate, the frame, the wooden frame, looks like a home plate, you know, the ball's inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I have those two. And then I have a question, which I think I'm, I don't want to throw up, but Andy Wall, I used to work at a club called Studio 54 in 78 and 79. Yeah, they made a movie. Okay. Mike Myers played yeah. the honor. Mike Myers, the movie wasn't great. I worked there for a year and a half. I was what you call the chooser. So I'm the guy that people with their hands up to get in, two, six, three, and People would give me cash and other things that I don't want to mention on, on the air. No, mention them. What were the other no, no. things? Uh, no, no. Women. Drugs? Uh, oh, okay. They gave me condoms and they gave me drugs. Just, <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. Okay. Just, okay. Just to get in, it was crazy. I'm talking, there was always 400 people in front. Winter, summer, didn't matter. I was there for, I worked there for about a year and four months. Anyway, after my shift from four in the morning, I'd go in and have a drink. Mm-hmm. And I, because today I drink amaretto and orange juice, that was Andy Warhol's favorite drink. Now, he loved me, the guy, and he gave me, which I sold it. I, it's a crazy story. My friends think I should write a book. So he gave me, a, personally, an Andy Warhol Marilyn Monroe three feet by two feet. What? Are you kidding me? you still have you it? you sold it? Oh, don't ask. So I sold it. He we had to. We, I, wait a minute. I have to ask. <laughs> I mean, I have pictures with me and Andy at Studio 54 and me and a lot of other actors. So I was there. I mean, everybody who every everybody came there, you know, I mean, every yeah. actor and, you know, Rodney Dangerfield was sitting on my lap one day. It was kind of funny. Anyway, long story short, <laughs> a lawyer found out that I have this Andy Warhol. And I went to Andy Warhol's uh, condo, which was on um, 
Central Park West, and I was nervous because the guy was in love with me. So I went with my girlfriend, Jackie, at the time. So Jackie came with me. He gave me this painting, signed Marilyn Monroe. It's quite big. I have pictures of it. Three feet by two feet. He, he made it. And then it was an ex, a loosely piece of paper, eight and a half by 11. Richie, I'll always love you. Love Andy. Enjoy Marilyn. And wow. that piece of paper. <sighs> you still have that? Lawyer, I sold it in 1979 for 12500 My father said, don't sell it. One day the, guy, one day the guy's going to die. And the lawyer gave me twelve five. He came to my apartment at 56 and 5th. My dad came with me. A lawyer. I think it was an immigration lawyer. He paid me $12,500. Well, You're going to have to see me. You're going to. I'm going to. That story is awesome. And I, I know. He said, I'll give, you the, I'll give you $500 more for that piece of paper. I said, $500 for the piece of paper? Here, take it. Give me $500. So I uh, took oh. the whole thing for thirteen. Your dad was right. Your dad was right. I'm going to say Dad's this right good now. Man. Your dad was very, very right. I don't even know. People tell me it's worth millions. Today. Well, the good news is you do have some other good collectibles, yeah. DiMaggio Ball and Mickey Mantle Ball, which will get you guys connected after the show because we got to wrap it up. we got to right wrap now. up. I, and you meet the most interesting people on this show. How do we go? This guy literally sounds like the Ryan Philippe character yeah. from the movie Club yeah. Studio 54 or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's no. what it sounds like to me. Man, he's up here. No, i got to see. i got to meet this guy. He's got stuff I want to see. And... I, I didn't get to half. Our show was too short. No, I have to tell you, you failed. So Joan and the couple other callers there, they were waiting for more than 25 minutes to get on, and we've disappointed them, and I apologize I for apologize. that. I apologize. We'll be back next Sunday, live, 1 to 2 p.m. Call in and say, you guys put me on hold for 25 minutes. I want to be top of the queue. That seems like a fair argument. Yeah. Uh, the store is located at 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. If you want to get in touch with the boys after the show, their number is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. Any final thoughts? I, um, I'm dumbfounded. How <laughs> This was a great show, and I want people to come and see me, and we can help people if they're going to downsize. But you got to call us. And a special thanks to Sebastian Hearn, who handles all your phone calls and the technical needs of this show. Have a great afternoon. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.